that's weird. That's fucking weird. We should probably talk about it. There's a mystery here. Would you say that this is your birthday episode? Wow, I guess so. Not to be released on your birthday, but pretty heckin' close, just a few days earlier. It's true. So I'm going to call it your birthday episode. Wow, it's my birthday sode. <laughs> your birthday sode. <laughs> Nothing but conspiracy theories and talking about cats and whatever else Christy likes. Uh, listen, you're not far off. Also, <laughs> I didn't put these things together, but... My topic is so perfect for being a birthday soda episode. Oh, shit. Yeah. N- nice. Okay. You're going to be excited about it. Okay. Good. It's been a long uh- time coming. Let me put it that way. Oh, my God. The tease. <laughs> uh but first do we have like news or a review or any other like just chit chat always well we didn't even say hello yet i'm ashley oh i'm christy (laughs) and this is that's weird (laughs) it's a podcast about weird shit uh we just recorded a mini-sode so yeah patreons patrons patrons keep an eye out for that Yes, they are patrons of our Patreon. But yeah, that will be coming out soon before August is over. We also have some Mm -hmm. new patrons to say hello and thanks to. Um, At like a certain tier, you get a shout out. So that's what these are, basically. Oh. So that's Caitlin, Stacy, Alyssa, Ivan, Michaela, and Paige. Welcome to our our weird Patreon. Thanks, guys. We are uh, doing a collaboration with our friend Blake at Loudmouth Threads. He made us this like awesome That's Weird tote bag. They're totes weird, if you will. Uh, And if you want one, they're only 10 bucks. You can get them at loudmouththreads.bigcartel.com. There's also a link in our show notes. That's kind of it for news, unless we haven't talked about our classes still. Oh, yeah. If you live in Seattle or L.A., you can take a class with us in September. It's coming up a little up soon. bit of October. Yeah. It's six straight weeks starting, I think, the second week of September. And we're going to be teaching classes on, and teaching is using that loosely. Um, <laughs> I'll be teaching. <laughs> Christy. It's teacher Christy. I'll be or, teaching well, with the passion of Michelle Pfeiffer in that one movie where she was teaching inner city kids about life okay oh oh no (laughs) i hope you play a lot of gangster's paradise i will that's that's (sighs) what i meant by that is there any other way you could (laughs) no absolutely not absolutely not i'm just gonna walk into that song and then proceed to awkwardly (laughs) talk about cryptids that's (laughs) sit in your put your chair backwards so that you're like straddling it and like that's how you talk to the kids they're not even yeah, kids. Absolutely. You have to be 21 to or kids. over. The kids they're at a who brewery. are adults <laughs> and some pr- are probably going to be older than us because you can be any age when you're an adult. It's true. It's very <laughs> true. And speaking of calling them kids, I'm definitely going to have some like coloring happening. I'm bringing pencils and crayons and like printouts. <laughs> We're going to color. <laughs> uh, I love yeah. it. It's going to be great. But so we've got, uh, there's going to be classes on cryptozoology, uh, conspiracy theories, the occult, paranormal phenomena, extraterrestrials, and urban legends. And you should come to those classes and hang out with us. I think it'll be fun. 
I think so. I, I hope so. I'm gonna definitely gonna have to drink a little before beforehand, but not enough that I'll be like too sloshed to teach the class. <laughs> I'm gonna be real nervous. Aww. Uh, I think you can get tickets at urbanelective.com. That sounds is right. That, is that okay? Urbanelective.com. We need to start posting links about it on our social. We will. <laughs> yeah, we will. We like just finished our syllabus, so it's coming up. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, I have a review to read you. Yes. Okay. Let me find it on my computer. Holy mother of God. I had too many tabs open. Okay. This is from Amy E. Bug. Amy Bug. And she says, it is weird. This podcast is a good departure from my more depressing true crime faves. The banter is sweet and lighthearted. The topics are interesting and some I've never even heard of. That's going to happen this episode, by the way. Mine is totally unheard of. Ooh. <laughs> she also says, confession, I have started a review more than once and never finished it because of the overwhelming fear that it won't be funny, relevant, or worthy. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Don't ever let that stop you. And then she ends it with, I'm sorry California is killing you, Christy. Thank you for forever changing the way Nevada sounds, Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best. It is. I think Christy finally adapted to California. It was trying to kill her for a while, though. Oh, yeah. No, it's fine, you guys. I bought a Hawaiian shirt, and now it's all good. (laughs) Now she fits right in. (laughs) I I bought a Hawaiian shirt, and I learned what it meant when people do the thing where they stick a thumb and a pinky finger out and then shake their hand around, and now I'm... That heat doesn't bother me somehow. I don't know. They stick... Oh, is it like the hang loose thing? Is that what you're talking about? Oh, my God. That's wild. (laughs) You met some surfers then, I guess. I guess. (laughs) Uh, uh, Thank you, Amy, for that review. The reviews really help us. We're... um, we there's some new iTunes or Apple podcast categories. So we're in history since we talk about usually weird history. Mm-hmm. And um, we actually like got to like number 26 on the charts. And when we get new subscribers and ratings and reviews, it really bumps us up and helps other people find us. So we super duper appreciate it. Yeah. Plus, it's awesome. And it's nice to be validated. <laughs> you know what? That's true. It's we- true. It feels good when we get a good review. <laughs> Feels good, man. Feels good. <laughs> <laughs> That's like our self-care, reading our nice reviews. <laughs> yeah. So th- this is episode 89. That's right. Oh, my God, Ashley. that the year you were born? Yes. Oh, my God, Christy. Oh, my God. Episode 89 to celebrate my 30th birthday on the year that I was born. Holy motherfucking F. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that you said holy motherfucking F. Yep. I I needed two fuckings. What's the but second I F say, for? It's still fucking. Oh, okay. <laughs> or actually, maybe it was motherfucking fuck. Anyway, don't worry about it, okay? It's your birthday, Sode. And since <laughs> it's an odd number, you get to go first. <laughs> yes. Okay. Are you ready for this shit? I guess I I feel I like so. every other episode I'm like I got to do an episode on this one day. I'm finally talking about MK Ultra. Fuck, I can't believe it took you this long to do MK Ultra. I know. It's been 3 years, Ashley. <laughs> 3 years of me being like I should do an episode on this one time. 
Would you say that's like the biggest or most popular like conspiracy theory? It's definitely one of them. Fuck. Okay. Yeah, dude. Okay. Here's the wild shit. So it's a conspiracy and it's tied up in a lot of conspiracy theories, but it's real. Yeah. This is some real fucking government shit. Shit really completely absolutely happened. I'm barely even going to talk about any of the conspiracy theories stuff. You're just here with the facts. I'm here with the motherfucking facts, baby. MK Ultra, the basics. <laughs> MK Ultra 101. 101. Okay, it's there are so many conspiracy theories. I'll get into some of them that like uh circle around it or there's also so many people that have been affected by it that went on to like create crazy conspiracy theories like the guy who was the like neo-nazi that created ancient alien shit that kind of stuff is all like tangentially related to this if not literally factually then anything sort of related to it during that time is like oh they probably were affected by mk ultra though Whoa. So, okay. like, I knew that some of it was real, but I didn't realize the extent that it was truly, like, a government secret experiment. Like, the CIA set up organizations that were, like, fake front organizations to do experiments through schools, at, like, colleges and uh, prisons and institute, like, different public institutions people in stanford would uh volunteer for an experiment like a psychedelic experiment type thing thinking that it was what one thing is like a lot of this stuff that they were using uh mostly lsd but a lot of the things they were using were like psychedelic drugs and so the people who knew they were being experimented on at least like and the people who created LSD in the first place basically they saw it as like oh this could cure people of like depression or like that kind of stuff actually it's funny because that's act- that kind of experimentation uh i guess allegedly uh after knowing all about this is actually happening like now people are truly experimenting on people with like ketamine and lsd and stuff like that and mushrooms and sort of like trying to see like is this going to cure your like deep deep depression or not that kind of stuff or like people just regular people or like you know uh silicon valley bros are like microdosing with like lsd or uh mushrooms and that kind of stuff and i don't really know what it's supposed to do probably make you not hate life as much because you're on drugs but uh (laughs) there's this whole like theory of of that like i've heard someone say before like some people do mushrooms to quit smoking because it's like setting a like setting you back to like factory reset, which sounds like a terrible idea for me, but you know, whatever. Oh my god. Yeah, like resetting your brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, you know, just like hitting factory reset. You're not addicted to cigarettes anymore because you reset. It's like, okay, but there's a lot of work that I've done that I don't want to go back on. Right. Oh well, you know, this kind of thing. <laughs> is uh like highly dependent on like the type of person you are and like your proclivity towards like schizophrenia and stuff like that because uh and this is one thing that I was going to talk about later but 
part of the reason why the fallout from this is so wild is that just like with a lot of drugs, uh, it it people react to it differently. So some people had a great time. Uh, most of the time, it's the people who knew they were about to take psychoactive drugs, and then they were like, "Ah, oh, this is pretty cool." And then some people had a really, really horrifying time where they were like um, paranoid or they flipped out or they felt like they were going crazy, but they couldn't tell anyone about it because they didn't know that they were dosed with LSD. And nobody. Here's the other thing. All right. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So here's the thing. Uh, also, I always think about this in this in terms of like the 70s, but actually the 70s is when it started to come out that this stuff was happening. This was like a Cold War thing that started in 1953. Oh, shit. And then it was reduced in scope in 1964 and 1967, and then they finally brought it to a full stop in 1973. Fuck, um, that's like almost 20 years. Yeah, for real. In terms of conspiracy theories, there's a lot of focus on a mind control aspect of it. And there definitely was like people like trying to hypnotize people or like make people um, more susceptible to suggestion. Um, But according to the facts and what you, what it seems like mostly is basically what was happening is the CIA was performing experiments with LSD and other uh, psychedelic drugs and seeing if it could be used as a reliable method of basically um, psychological torture to like break people down and make them more susceptible to interrogation. And in the end, they felt like actually the effects of LSD and things like that are too unpredictable. So they stopped. Go figure. (laughs) Yeah, go figure. Um, They also used, like, mescaline and, like, psilocybin or however you say it. Basically, the stuff that's in peyote and mushrooms and all of these other things that, um, for the most part, the main focus was on things that make you hallucinate. Mm -hmm. Um, LSD was first made in 1938. And it didn't really come to America until like a little bit after then. And uh, so the experiments with LSD, like one of the people who were considered like a victim of MKUltra is this guy who, um, what was his name? Robert Hunter. He's a lyricist for the Grateful Dead and like other things, but mostly known for that. What? Yeah, right? Uh, He's one of the people that, was experimented on at Stanford. Basically, a lo- these people, these kids going to Stanford, signed up for an experiment. They knew they were taking psychoactive drugs, so they kind of knew what to expect. But the wild thing about it was, especially the LSD that was being um, used on them, uh, was like hella strong and not really a street drug yet. So like Robert Hunter mentions like he was doing LSD because of these government funded experiments at Stanford two years before it was really like a common street drug before Jerry Garcia of Grateful Dead ever tried LSD. 
What? This guy was getting experimented on with LSD. Um, another person who uh, was in that same Stanford experiment, Ken Kesey. I don't know if that's how you say his last name. It's the guy who wrote One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He's like oh. a countercultural icon. Uh, apparently, he was like a jock in like a total square, like hadn't even drank anything. He was like an alternate for an Olympic uh, sport of some kind. And then like his roommate was going to sign up for this experiment and like dropped out of it. So he was like, oh, shit, whatever, I'll go. That sounds cool. And so we went from being just like a really square jock dude to just fucking like riding one flew over the cuckoo's nest and like being the center of a countercultural movement where everyone's like, hell yeah, LSD, like before hippies. He's like a, he's like a generate, he bridges the generation gap between like beatniks and hippies basically is this guy. I had no idea there were all these like famous, somewhat famous people involved in this yeah they were in the testing process well that's what you do when you that's what happens i think when you uh test on people that are going to like schools like stanford you know true yeah like when you think about it like even now like people that come from those schools do things and they immediately become famous doing stuff Mm -hmm. also i'm pretty sure stanford uh has just some questionable psychological experiments considering it's also the one that did that prison experiment like what was going on over there (laughs) that's what i want to know and isn't didn't you do an episode on jane stanford's murder hell yeah there's all kinds of weird shit around this school absolutely like if i was going to go back to college and i wanted to spend two hundred thousand dollars i would go to stanford (laughs) for sure Uh, yeah, no, so it's wild. So, um, one thing that the guy who wrote One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest mentioned in reflection on that is he didn't know for like years and years. Like, he, he got experimented on in like the, I don't know, late 50s or something. And he found out like 20 years later in the 70s that it was part of MK Ultra. And he's like, we didn't know. Like, they thought that they were doing this psychological experiment based on like, if you take psychoactive drugs, how's that going to affect your, like, symptoms of, like, depression and that kind of stuff? And so, like, I, I just think it's interesting when you look at the, and I'll go through the victims a little bit more later, but when you look at the people who are affected by this, the people who come out of it being like, hey, drugs aren't scary, they're great, let's all do LSD all the time, and, like, sort of started an entire countercultural movement based on psychedelic drugs, um, those people went into it thinking, let's see if this can be a good thing for me and help me like work through emotions and like feel things that are better and knowing before they got dosed with it exactly what was going to happen to them. And then people where it was just like a terrible fucking time and maybe died, like they had no idea what was happening to them. <laughs> Yet were those people not told what they were taking? They were just test subjects in a study? Like, they didn't know what they were signing up for? That's yeah, so why they the had Stanford bad trips? one, basically, they were like, hey, we're going to um, give you these drugs. They're psychoactive. We're going to see how you feel. We're going to ask you some questions. We're going to see, like, how it affects you because we're going to see if it's safe to like try and, and use on people that are having, like, issues with, like, depression and that kind of stuff. Um, and so 
then they so they basically showed up took LSD which was at the time a brand new drug not really even a street drug at the time uh and then people just monitored them to see what was happening to them okay but yeah I'll it gets way more fucked up than that but uh I'm not done talking about even the basics holy shit yeah girl this is a big one uh okay so Here's a crazy thing also in the Wikipedia. Uh, so a lot of stuff about it was declassified recently. So in December 2018, uh, oh. a file was declassified. And it's just some notes from an unidentified doctor describing how he made dogs run, turn, and stop on command with remote-controlled brain implants. What? Which is, like, way out of left field. It has nothing to do with any of this other stuff, but it has everything to do with the mind control things that people were talking about, which is why I just want to bring it up. Uh, the main dude that was running all this, his name's Sidney Gottlieb. I think that's how you say it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to bring him up that much later, but uh, it's, like, a prominent figure that I figured I should mention. Wow, Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, also, big, big part of this. Uh, fun fact. So, like, it's a Cold War thing. So, like, right after World War II was over, then they had, like, the Nuremberg trials, which is where they put all the Nazis on trial for things like literal atrocities <laughs> that oh they did. Um, from that, I the United States and I think some other people pretty much decided, like, Hey, um, you know what? Like, there's a lot of things that you really shouldn't or cannot do to people in the name of just a scientific experiment. Uh, so, like, the way they experimented on people for MK Ultra without their informed consent, which I'll talk about in a little bit, uh, it's not just morally shitty or even just something that, like, psychologists got together and were like, yeah, we probably shouldn't do that. It's literally against the nuremberg code uh oh, fuck. Fuck. it's literally as bad as the the things that people were doing during the holocaust that's part of the thing that people were like yeah you can't fucking do i don't know why we need to write it down but apparently we do it's literally an atrocity of what they did to people Holy shit, I had no idea that it went that far. Yeah. Well, I and, and I mean like to be clear, like they weren't doing like Holocaust experiment type things. Uh that shit is like on another level for sure. Right. Yeah. But uh I just found it ridiculous that like right after they decided, "Hey, you can't do this. It's an atrocity on humans." Uh they were like, "Yeah, but I think I'm going to do this." you know we're, we're like, gonna do it yeah anyway. but we're cool right <laughs> oh my god yeah um okay so they did use a lot of other drugs but one thing that i'm gonna one thing they focused on i think because it was kind of new was lsd so i don't know anything about drugs because i'm a baby so i googled it just so <laughs> you know a little bit about the facts about lsd so that you can understand the way that the victims were affected by it uh so uh, it has varying effects on people obviously like i p people uh have a great time on lsd all the time um if the they they know they're taking it and they want to take it and they don't have any like thing 
hiding in their psychological profile or genetic profile that like causes them to have a um, psychotic break uh, or, you know, whatever. Um, But uh, for some people, uh, it's uh, it's a hallucinogen, just to be clear. It kicks in about half an hour after you take it. it, can last up to 12 hours, which seems like a lot if you don't know that you're on it. Oh my god, 12 hours of 12 being that fuck no, absolutely hours. not. I could not do it. And it's um it's called uh lysergic acid diethylamide um which is a derivative um that people make in a lab from lysergic acid which is the thing that made everybody hallucinate during the Salem witch trials from that uh Oh, those fungus that or was whatever, on yeah. uh, bread. Oh man! Right, and again, like apparently, uh, it can be dope. Like people enjoy it, uh, but also it can cause anxiety, paranoia, delusions, intrusive thoughts of hopelessness, wanting to harm yourself or others. It can trigger panic attacks. It can trigger schizophrenia in some people, uh, and. Also, sometimes people have flashbacks of their hallucinations days or even years after taking it. Holy shit. Right. So, like, you know, uh, if you have a history of schizophrenia in your family and then you get dosed with um, LSD and you don't even know it and you don't know what LSD is because it's new and it's not even a popular street drug and you have hallucinations and trip out and get aggressive for 12 hours um aggressive (laughs) it can trigger schizophrenia or like make your life the worst or cause trauma that is lasting uh which is the big issue with it (laughs) understandably yeah fuck yeah um so the best way i have decided to tell like basically what was going on with it besides that like basic shit is by going over some of the victims of mk ultra this is real these are real people that this happened to okay uh so the most notable like death from it is frank olson he was just a guy that worked for the government this is the one that's like pretty well known uh that i think it was he was secretly dosed in his coffee uh, then a few days later, he fell off a building. Oh, my God. Um, he was at, like, a company getaway or something, you know, like a retreat and just, like, got dosed secretly and then died. Um, and so, like, part of the thing is, did he kill himself because of the drugs a couple days later? Uh, or an autopsy actually revealed he died of in- injuries before the fall. So was he assassinated what? by the CIA? Like, huh. did he did he get dosed, find out that he was dosed, threatened to say something so he was assassinated, and then they said he committed suicide during this retreat? Who knows? That one's really weird. There's too much going on in that. Yeah, right? That one's really weird. But also, like, one thing to keep in mind is, like, acid, um, according to the Wikipedia, can't really kill you. Like, if you take... Ma- like, people have taken massive amounts because they thought it was cocaine and it was LSD, so they took, like, way too much. And they survived it, but they did have to go to the hospital and have, like, intensive care. So it's not that it won't kill you. I'm sure it could kill you. But you have to take a lot of it. So, like, just a little dosage of it 
a normal dose. Most people who die, die of an accident or die of like, because uh, if you're not having a good trip and having a bad trip is pretty unpredictable. And especially if you don't know that you're tripping, uh, it can cause like suicidal ideation and uh, thoughts of hopelessness and, and panic attacks and anxiety. And so sometimes people do like kill themselves in the, in those situations. And that's one of the things that it's like, we don't even know like how many people this was really affected because of this like rampant, just dosing people without their knowledge. I think that's why it's, it's captivated people as such a conspiracy because it's, it's truly like messing with your mind and like who you are and like the basics of, of how you're feeling and like could cause you to kill yourself. That kind of thing. Holy crap. Yeah. I know. That's so scary. Can you, can you imagine if you had no idea, like what would you think was happening to you? Yeah. Yeah. It would be wild. It's horrifying. Especially if you didn't know what LSD was. Because like now we know what it is. So if you were like, I feel like I'm tripping. I feel like someone either gave me mushrooms or LSD or acid or something. But back then, if they didn't have access or knowledge of those things, they would have absolutely no idea why yeah. they were suddenly seeing four of things and, and colors were bleeding and squirrels were talking. Like they would have no idea. Yeah, they would be like, oh, God, I'm crazy. Which actually brings me to Whitey Bulger. A famous oh, gangster. Yeah. He was uh, in prison in Atlanta and they dosed him with LSD as part of this experiment because they were doing it in like prisons and schools and all over the place. Uh, and he had a super bad experience because one, he was in prison. So how are you going to have a good time there? Uh, <laughs> and two, he, uh, I don't know if he strictly didn't know that they were dosing him with LSD but he he had a really bad time of it just in general and then on top of that he felt like uh he couldn't tell anyone what's happening to him because he he was right he wrote this all in like a diary which is how we know or a journal of the time like he was too afraid to say like I'm hearing things I'm all this hallucinations and things are happening to me because he didn't want to get put into like some kind of indefinite solitary insane asylum confinement in prison. Right. So he just was like tripping out, having a really terrible uh, anxiety inducing trauma inducing trip. And he couldn't tell anyone about it. I can't tell if that's the worst. I feel like it's the worst place to trip in prison. In prison. God, I don't know. Like it pissed him off so much. He almost put a hit on the guy who was running the experiments. Holy when shit. When he got out of prison, when he found out that that's what was happening. I thought you were going to say that's how he died because I feel like he died not that long ago. Yeah, I don't think I mean, I think he survived it and just got out of prison and kept being a gangster, but right. it, he, he it really fucked with him. I um bet. I already talked about Ken Kesey and Robert Hunter. They were doing uh, the experiments at Stanford and turned out to just be like, drugs are great afterwards. Uh, so they had a great time. Uh, it, and they were just kind of like, yeah, dude, it was cool. I knew about this like two years before my friends did. It was rad. I was the coolest. Like that was it oh my God. for them. Uh, but it was legitimately. Pre- and they, I mean, they have like quotes from them as older when they're older and they find out that it's part of this experiment and they're kind of like, they seem kind of pissed about it. They're like, man, 
I thought that it was like just a cool like trying to help people drugs are fun kind of thing uh but it turns out they were just trying to figure out like how to manipulate people and uh psychologically torture them so that's fucked up um let's see before the actual mk ultra experiments harold blauer a tennis player in 1952 this is counted as like one of the first casualties of mk ultra even though technically uh basically what happened to him is he like got a divorce from his wife and he was super sad about it and also maybe had a little bit of like schizophrenia or like a schizophrenic episode of some kind so he got put into a an insane asylum type of thing uh and then they experimented with like basically nobody knew what they were putting into him but they were just injecting him with all these random chemicals to see if it would like what it would do to him and see if it would like cure that schizophrenia and depression kind of thing the guy who invented lsd actually truly thought it was like a panacea for like all kinds of things um but it turns out that it can trigger schizophrenia and like really mess you up if you have that proclivity or if you have a really bad time people don't totally know what triggers schizophrenia but a lot of it has to do with like dopamine and like serotonin i think which is i mean that's the thing that drugs fuck with so right that's so scary it it's either that or like a stressful situation like anything like that can like trigger schizophrenia from becoming like present if you're presumably like genetically inclined toward it basically right yeah so yeah so anyway uh he died like a couple months after being put into that insane asylum type situation uh later they found out that the reason he died uh was because they were injecting him with things finally they injected him with mescaline and uh too much of it apparently and so that killed him uh and it turned out that that was a part of an army funded experiment that a CIA consultant who was part of the MK Ultra thing was consulting on like right before like the mk ultra thing started in 1953 this was 1952 wow i feel like i've been talking for years but i'm not done (laughs) there's just so much information yeah uh here's a fucked up one this guy named james stanley he got dosed with lsd he found out about it uh he wasn't he didn't know like he went in and he was a part of a group that was supposed to be testing gas masks but really they dosed the lsd in the water for the people there uh who, who were participating without them knowing um and that kind of fucked him up and it fucked up his career even though he had a really promising career and so later he sued the government and initially the government said that uh people in the u.s military cannot sue their country for damages no matter how bad or how unconstitutional that's fucked yeah later uh supreme court justice at the time was like okay not even ones that are unconstitutional that's literally fucked up that's the reason i'm here uh so i think that guy got like four hundred thousand dollars but still 
Oh my god. Someone the person who ruled on that was really like, yeah, I don't care if it's unconstitutional because uh, you're part of the military, so we can do whatever. That's some scary ass shit. You don't. I mean, that's the kind of reality when you literally volunteer your body and like I, like you're you're giving yourself to the government when you join the military. Like they're either going to send you off to get you killed or I don't know, do whatever they want with you because they can. You signed that dotted line. Yeah, that's true, which is fucked up, to be honest. Uh, Okay, this guy named Wayne Ritchie. This Mm -hmm. one's fucked up because he was unknowingly dosed at a holiday party. Uh, He flipped the fuck out, had an argument with his girlfriend uh, because she said she wanted to, like, move out of San Francisco or something, which is where he was. He used his government-issued revolver to rob a bar to get a plane ticket. And then obviously he got arrested and stuff. But later it was found out that he was dosed with LSD and didn't know it. Uh, And there's like a testimony by CIA agent Ira Feldman. And this is the fucked up part about it. The way he talks about it is he's just like talking about like what it was like to dose people and then just like sit back and watch them flip out because they're tripping and they don't know why yikes that guy probably became a serial killer (laughs) and he admits that he targeted wayne like he gave this guy who flipped out and robbed a a restaurant like a bit like a lot more like a full dose of lsd and just watched him because he was like this guy is a piece of shit he deserved he's the quote that ira feldman says is he says that this guy deserved to suffer so he intentionally Fuck. dosed these people. He dosed these people without their knowledge, thought it was amusing, and he intentionally gave this guy a little bit more and enjoyed watching him have a really hard time because he wanted him to for whatever reason. Was he working for MK Ultra, or he was doing this, this on was his a, own? This was a CIA agent working for MK Ultra. Fuck. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So one thing, like I, I feel like I skipped over it, but like. Uh, some of the victims of this, uh, and this is honestly, this one's kind of, it's not funny because this is how people ended up getting like dosed with LSD unknowingly. Um, but basically there was a branch of MKUltra called TSS, the technical services staff. And they initially, when they started it, they started testing the LSD on themselves, like on each other in controlled situations. And then they acknowledged like, okay, well, first of all, one of the people that was running the experiments um, was like, yeah, we can use it to like torture people psychologically and, and help with like interrogation. But also we could dose like leaders of a country and make them seem like they're crazy and just totally discredit them. Oh no. So after um, figuring out, after testing it on each other in controlled situations, then they recognized like, okay, well we have to like do it in situations where we're not controlling all the factors and find out what that's at. So they basically expanded slowly into like testing it in like, more public or less controlled situations. And then they started like dosing each other unknowingly, but then they would tell them, you know, so it would be like, it'd be like, haha, Greg, I gotcha. LSDs in your coffee. Get ready in the next uh, 20 to 30 minutes for uh, 
a shitty 12 hours so they like would could prepare mm-hmm. and then they just started dosing each other without knowing to the point where it became known as like an occupational hazard if you worked in the cia that you just might get dosed with lsd surprise oh my god <laughs> um and it was like <laughs> this like group they were they started to be seen as like unhinged uh just because they were they were all <laughs> like i'm imagining you know when people do that thing with those like Smirnoff ices and they make you like get down on a knee and chug it? Oh, where you, you get iced, yeah. You get ice. I'm imagining people icing each other, but with LSD in this office. That's. I mean, both of them are pretty fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. And now in but America, so, we also have another kind of ice that's fucked up. So. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That one's sad. I know it's all the worst. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. No. So it was fucked up. And they started like thinking it was okay. And honestly, thinking it was like a joke, even to like just spike things with LSD and not tell people. And to the point where the CIA had to send out a memo telling people not to spike the punch at the CIA holiday party. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's so fucked up. But it's so like weird and like, I don't know. This part of it is just like, that's kind of quirky. I think it's kind of funny, but it is like, also it led to just people committing atrocities. (laughs) Yeah, that's some real CIA shit. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, also, this last one, um, uh, her name is Ruth Kelly. This one's the most fucked up, I think. I hate this one the most. Oh, great. Uh, Ruth Kelly... This girl, she's a, a waitress and a singer. She's just a, an attractive lady. Uh, and this guy named George H. White, who was in charge of a particularly fucked up segment of MK MKUltra, um, I guess he liked her. And she didn't like him. <laughs> so he, or one of his agents, dosed her without her knowing right before a performance that she did oh no so and she finished the performance she like sang through it and then immediately <laughs> was taken to the hospital holy shit she like was tripping on acid and did not know fuck that- so here's the fucking worst part about it um he Part of it was like he like liked her and she was resistant to those advances. But one thing he also wanted her to participate in was I think the name of it is kind of funny, but still. Uh a segment of MK Ultra called Operation Midnight Climax. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Correct, <laughs> Ashley. Correct. It was when sex workers or people posing as sex workers would lure uh, Johns or whatever the people that are called into a CIA safe house that was made up to be like a brothel, but it was bugged to all hell and had a one-way mirror, oh. like a two-way mirror type where they could see you. Uh-huh. And so they would just lure these people back and then dose them without their knowledge, and then they would just watch them and observe them and like do the tests on them. That's so, it's just so crazy to think about that that kind of stuff really fucking happened. Right? And this dude, this fucking guy, 
who there's evidence of him talking about it in a letter to someone like clearly was fucking using it as an excuse just to like wreak havoc and have a great time. Uh, This fucking dude, because Ruth didn't want to fuck him and she didn't want to pretend to be a sex worker for his experiments. uh, He just dosed her with LSD right before her performance without her knowing what a fucking creep. Exactly. That's, that's why that's the worst one of them all. I think, I mean, Besides, I guess the people died, so maybe that's worse. But like that, at its heart, is just I hate that one the most because it's just so evil. It's just yeah, exactly. Fuck that guy. Uh, okay, I'm almost done. I swear to God, <laughs> this is gonna be the longest episode. It's okay. Fuck it. It's my birthday, so I can make it as long as I want. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I just want to go over some quick conspiracy theories that are related to this topic. Okay. All right. The Unabomber. He was part of an experiment at Harvard, and it was definitely the goal of it was to break people down psychologically. Uh, And it may have broken his brain. It may have been what made him the Unabomber. So it's not openly related to those. The Stanford experiments sounded chill as fuck. Like everybody that came out of that was like, yeah, dude, I don't know. LSD is dope. Let's like write a best selling novel that becomes a movie. But <laughs> the Unabomber guy was like, hell no, let's Unabomb. Uh, I'm going to Unabomb instead. Did you say he went to Harvard? He was he was at Harvard. Yeah. Fuck, I didn't know. Yeah, that. while he was at Harvard, he got experimented on and then he and then afterwards he wrote this like his whole manifesto. Yikes. Yeah. Um so there's no like openly drawn conclusion that that was also part of MK Ultra, but a lot mm. of people are like, yeah, but doesn't it sound like it was part of MK Ultra based on what their goal was and what they were doing to people? I just like the way you said, yeah, but <laughs> uh yeah but uh okay 1951 uh pont saint spirit i guess in france a little town uh was poisoned on mass like 250 people were poisoned five of them died uh the official word is it's ergot poisoning i don't know if i'm saying it right That. The thing that lysergic acid is from, uh, that poisoned 250 people, just like in the Salem Witch Trials, but in 1951, which was right before uh, MKUltra started. So the conspiracy about that is, even though basically it's like, yeah, it was just a small town and then a mass food poisoning epidemic, uh, but some people are like, no. Uh, the CIA dosed that town with LSD. And since people didn't really know much about LSD at the time, because it was new-ish, uh, they just were like, oh, yeah, it's this food poisoning thing that LSD just happens to be a derivative of. Whoa. Um, also, uh, do you remember Polybius? Of course I remember Polybius. Well, that's tangentially related based on just like the CIA and mind control and that kind of thing. Um, either just being inspired by it or just directly related as like, no, MKUltra never stopped. They changed it to video games for mind control or whatever. Oh my God. Oh my God. Well, what if where the, the, our, the game was, they were like sprinkling LSD all over the place. 
<laughs> like you touch the controller and it's got LSD all over it. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. The government can. And they do. And they do. <laughs> um, a lot of people also think that MKUltra was responsible for turning Lee Harvey Oswald and Sirhan Sirhan, both Kennedy assassinators, into assassins via mind control. Oh, yikes. Uh-huh. Uh, and also, there are just various like mind control, men in black, New World Order type of things that have been related to MKUltra. Uh, one specific one is there's a place called Montauk Point, which... Remember uh, the Montauk Monster? Of course. So this point, this area is uh, supposed to have like basically, and this is hella conspiracy theory. We are way off. We're way off the rails. Uh, (laughs) They had an underground bunker there where they did experiments involving mind control and like alien technology that altered physics and like possibly things that created Montauk monsters and also stuff to do with MK Ultra and the where it fits in there is basically like people were getting suspicious about that area so they had to reveal that MK Ultra was a thing that's why that's the only reason why we know it exists is because the government wants us to know because it is the least of our worries about the things that are happening on Montauk Point. Is that like the Plum Island shit? Is it connected to that at all? Yeah, I mean, the Plum Island is like right off the coast of that area. That's, wow, why are there so, I, if you think about how crazy this shit is that they do admit to, like, can you imagine what they don't admit to? Like Hell yeah! They're exactly. not telling us about. That's exactly the conspiracy theory that's that that one's all about. Is just like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> uh, this crazy shit is totally real. Like, oh yeah, so, we we did all that. Like, there. Can you fucking imagine? Like, it would be wild right now. Like, imagine just being a normal person and then like, uh, being introduced unknowingly to chemicals that alter your thinking and your mind in ways that you've never experienced, nobody you know really does it, and that you've never really imagined before. It's horrifying. That's terrifying. I mean, that's not to say that people weren't, like, hallucinating on stuff before they invented LSD in the 40s, but just the... I think culturally in America... Before, um, like the late fifties and the early sixties, when people were like, "Hey, everybody, uh, maybe drugs aren't horrifyingly bad, and like it's fine." Uh, you know, I mean, basically, basically, we had like prohibition followed by reefer madness, followed by like the 1950s and then suddenly people were like actually drugs are fine like that's that's why there was a whole counterculture instead of just like the main culture right right and during this time that's when people were taking lsd and giving it to people unknowingly what a trip right well just the fact that everything you thought all the crazy stories you ever heard about like the government making these drugs just to like test on the population, like see what the fuck happens. Like that is that's that's true. It like literally happened. It's yeah. probably still happening. And and 
now I want to bring up one more thing and then we can move on. Like the wild part is this happened and the the fact that they were they knew already and put into writing like yeah you definitely can't experiment on people in this way and then they did it anyway and not like no time had passed it wasn't even like 20 or 30 years like generations passed and people were like of course we don't do that but like why it was like we know we remember why we don't do that like my mom knows why we don't do that and i'm gonna do it like that's that's the generation that was doing this right right wild that's just insane and i it's something that i've always just like heard a little bit about or you know like read a the the quick recap or i think that even mk ultra was like a a storyline in stranger things and like season one um just kind of stuff like that but i never I don't know. I'm glad that I, I now know yeah, what actually went into it. I honestly didn't know so much of this was just fact. Right. I really thought it was just like, okay, like at one university, they tested LSD on people and one person became schizophrenic. Right. <laughs> like, no, dude, it was wide scale and wild. They were dosing everybody. People died. Shit is fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Anyway, thanks for listening to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The the birthday sode is off to an amazing start. That's it's a uh, long one. I woke up early today. That's why <laughs> I was able to read the whole Wikipedia article for once. Nice. I'm proud of you doing all your research. <laughs> Especially on a topic that like that's definitely your shit and something uh, like you mentioned, you're surprised it took you so long to do, but maybe because it was this huge thing to tackle. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Yeah, that's good. What are you going to put in your show notes for that? Um, I have a bunch of links to a bunch <laughs> of things. Girl, I got all the links. And also, like, I might just put a YouTube link to Reefer Madness. Who knows? <laughs> it's got nothing to do with it, except that I mentioned, like, this is what people thought of drugs when they were being dosed with LSD. <laughs> <laughs> Unknowingly. Yeah, it'd be cool to kind of see, like, if can you watch something that's like, this is how it feels to be on LSD without actually having to be on LSD. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. To get, like, a preview of it. I don't know. Yeah. You know what? Just do DMT. It's the businessman's trip. That's true. Because it's quick, Over right? in five minutes or yeah. something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't but, remember. I'll have to re-listen to that episode. This is why... <laughs> that's machine elves, by the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, this is why I can't do shit like that. I don't like not being in control. Uh, oh, my God. I, like, can you fucking imagine? I don't even like to cook if I'm tipsy because I think I'm going <laughs> to cut my fingers off. You know what I mean? Yeah, we have way too much anxiety for this shit. <laughs> way too much. <sighs> um, all right. Well, um, I've got a conspiracy theory to tell you for your birthday sode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and my story is actually picked by one of our patrons, which is something that you can do if you're like at the highest tier of our Patreon or whatever. And to be transparent, this patron is also my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I've told him to stop supporting us on there, but he refuses. Anyway. <laughs> I, I, you're like, I've told my boyfriend to stop being so supportive. 
but he won't. So here's the topic he suggested. He just, I'm always, I always ask, I'm like, well, what do you want us to talk about? Like, you have to send me a, a topic suggestion. He's like, I don't know. I don't know. But he finally found something and it's real, real good. Uh, it's something that no one outside of the city that it affects has even heard of. It doesn't even have its own Wikipedia page. What? I know. It's fresh. It's <gasps> it's the Barksdale Bubble. Oh, what? <laughs> Such a good name. So this is like a rumor turned into a conspiracy theory that the Air Force Base, this is some more government shit, um, the Air Force Base in Shreveport, Louisiana, is controlling the weather. But, what? <laughs> but only in Shreveport. They're not controlling the country's weather, just Shreveport's. Oh, my God. This it's- is amazing. <laughs> so the Barksdale Air Force Base apparently has some kind of weather bubble around itself in Shreveport, and it stops bad weather in its tracks. Like, a lot of really big storms. I mean, this is Louisiana, where, like, Katrina hit the hardest. Uh, Like, big storms will be headed straight for Shreveport. But the last second, it goes around it. The storm will just go around Shreveport. Like, it'll be pouring everywhere else in Louisiana, but Shreveport will be dry as a bone. What? Yeah. It's, I mean, I've never been to Shreveport. I don't know, but it's pretty fucking wild. Uh, the same thing happens with snow in the winter. It just seems to pass them. Uh, sometimes you can even see like the storm pattern split up on the radar. Like when you watch the weather report on the news and they show you that big map with like the green storm cloud moving. When it gets over Shreveport, that little green storm cloud will split in half, go around the city and then come back together on the other side. It's happened <laughs> multiple <What>? times. <laughs> No. There are photos of the storm maps. They're kind of trippy to look at. I'll post some in my show notes, of course. Please. (laughs) Oh, my God. And there's this local radio personality there. His name's Jay Watley, and he has become kind of like the ambassador of the bubble. He's blogged about it on his station website a few times. He ran a poll asking if locals actually believed it was real, and 58% of them said yes. <laughs> oh. He interviewed local meteorologists to like get some answers, and the ones currently working in the field denied everything. They were like, there is no bubble conspiracy theory. It's not a thing. But then he found a retired weather guy that actually gave him like some kind of explanation. Yes! Uh, (laughs) What was the explanation? He told Jay that Barksdale does not have some kind of special device that can control the weather. But Barksdale does have like a shit ton of concrete. This is weird, Christy. Mm. Apparently, concrete affects weather uh he's <laughs> this whole thing is like oh okay <laughs> it's bad shit like i was reading it and writing down my notes and then just saying it out loud makes it even more bad shit <laughs> um he also said that you can find these like same type of weather occurrences around towns with other air force bases and around towns that hold nascar races because they have the huge track i guess I had to look into this like concrete thing because it just does not make sense to me. Wow. Okay. So I did some Googling. I did some reading. And unfortunately, I couldn't really find anything about how 
if there's more concrete in a place than usual, it determines whether or not it rains. Like I truly, I don't, I don't understand. (laughs) I mean, it's not going to give you perfect weather. Right. I don't, I don't, I grew up in a, like a concrete desert that is Las Vegas, though it didn't rain very often there, but I mean, whatever. Yeah, how do you fucking explain like all of New York? It, I know, it doesn't, I, the concrete jungle. Right. They don't have perfect weather. Oh my God. They have snow. (laughs) They have snow even. They have snow. (laughs) and all i found about the nascar thing was that they don't race in the rain but that means that they obviously have rain delay rules and therefore not control over whether or not it's gonna rain (laughs) right (laughs) oh man yeah no i really had to like look into this because i was like what am i missing from this explanation i don't get it and what i did find was that concrete is the most widely used man-made material in existence and it's the source of at least eight percent of the world's carbon dioxide or co2 emissions what which fucking sucks and according to uh scientific american rising carbon dioxide levels in the atmosphere have direct effects on the climate system and rising co2 levels may cause an increase in extreme weather and climate events regardless of what happens with average global temperatures but Reading that, to me, that doesn't that mean that concrete should make weather worse rather than uh, make it better? It sure sounds like it, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I actually did some research to try to debunk this, and I kind of call bullshit on that retired guy's explanation, though I do think it's interesting that he had that idea ready to go. Listen, he's retired, Ashley. That doesn't mean that he doesn't want to live anymore. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's right. He's got to keep his mouth shut. That's right. Oh, that makes sense. Um, So, yeah, I don't know if he just made it up or if I'm missing something or not understanding the concrete thing. Um, Also, someone on Reddit had another explanation, which... Um, Their username is I swear I'm not OSI, whatever that means. And they said it more than likely has something to do with the topography of the area. Monroe is the same way. It's settled in a natural low spot and a lot of weather will go around it. I suspect something similar is the logical reason behind this bubble. So I don't know. That's fair. Where I grew up, we were in a valley. And so we didn't have quite as bad weather as the rest of the area. But we still had like rain and snow and weather. You still had weather, just not extreme weather? It wasn't always, yeah, it wasn't usually as bad. Okay. So Las Vegas was a valley as well. Uh, and we barely, we, I mean, it was also a desert. It's so, like we barely got rain. We didn't get snow. Um, we also, I remember growing up and I was scared of tornadoes growing up. And everyone would reassure me that like we live in a valley, like tornadoes cannot form here. So I don't, I don't know. They cannot. They cannot form here. They can, but they don't as much, I think. I just, I, I think it has more, I think tornadoes more have to do with like, isn't there like heat rising or something? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What the fuck? Yeah, no, it was the same way because we we lived basically in that like tornado alley area, but where I lived specifically wasn't, it wasn't as big of a deal because we lived in a valley. Right. We still got like a tornado or two. Fuck that. I hate tornadoes. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's an irrational you know fear. Natural I just disasters like... that can kill people and destroy things. Fuck that. You know what? Fuck that. We hate it. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't mean to like shit on that retired guy's like theory or whatever, but I just I don't I don't get it. And so that 
brings us back to the theory that the Barksdale Air Force has a machine or, or some kind of technology that can stop and change the weather. Or maybe they've created like a literal bubble that protects their base and the city around it. It's like some Area 51 tech shit. Oh. And it makes you wonder, like, why would they want to protect their base from rain and snow and flooding? Like, what are they working on there? What are they protecting? It's like, I'm so curious about it. Or maybe the whole thing is an experiment in itself to try to, like, protect our climate, I guess. Maybe. But if they had that technology and they weren't preventing natural disasters in other places, that's pretty fucked up. That's true. Like, if they're not stopping Maybe they don't know if it's sustainable or if you can do that in the whole world and not fuck everything up. Right. Right. They're still working on it. They're just being (laughs) cautious, okay? You know what? They're working on it. So, yeah, super weird. This is something I've obviously never heard of. I don't live in Louisiana. Uh, And if you look at hashtag Barksdale Bubble on Twitter, there's some pretty good tweets about this, like the locals joking about it. Um, So someone wrote, sun's out, gun's out. Thanks, Barksdale Bubble. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds, yeah, very Louisiana. (laughs) Also, how can it go from 60 to snowing in one day? Hashtag Barksdale Bubble. (laughs) And Interesting. yeah, and then uh, yeah, we got rained on a little bit, but not much. Thanks to the Barksdale bubble. Like locals just seem to talk about it a lot. Like it's just common knowledge or it's just a funny joke. I don't know. It was a rumor slash joke. And now it's turned into this conspiracy theory. Wow. Yeah. And th- those tweets, by the way, were from uh, Antler Outlaw D. White, too, and Jay Watley, who you might remember as being the radio DJ that made this conspiracy theory pretty popular. Oh, I think he'd like our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And also after you talked about like the radio DJ from the Michigan dog man story. And then I learned about Jay's bubble theory. I man, I really got to come up with something good for my Portland radio station. I need to spread (laughs) some weird theories on the air. DJs are out here spreading weird shit (laughs) and you're just doing nothing. I do nothing. I need to cement my legacy, Christy. Don't you I think? I think so. Like, write a song. God damn it. <laughs> I need to do something. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so I guess that was pretty short. But uh, there's not a ton of information on it other than from those radio station blogs, from a couple Reddit threads, and then from people tweeting about it. But um, it's a really interesting thing to think about, uh, you know, why Shreveport seems to be so special i don't know i love it i can't wait to show you the photos of the like the weather maps because yeah. it's pretty glaringly obvious it's really strange you're like it's you can see the bubble yeah you can literally <gasps> see the bubble oh my god well no i can't wait it's like a circle shape like around shreveport where there's nothing but rain and and storms around it but that for some reason the middle is totally normal i stand it i stand this theory <laughs> It's a good one. Uh, and also, someone's making, like, um, T-shirts for this, which is how my boyfriend Shane found it, because he does a lot of, like, RPG games. And this dude who makes RPG games lives in Shreveport, and he also makes these. Th- anyway, he has, it's called, like, the Highland Paranormal Society, and he made this fucking awesome shirt um, that has, like, the Barksdale bubble on it, and it's, like, raining, and then the person has, like, a... They're not getting rained on. Anyway, I'll link to it, but it's really cool. 
I love it. Yeah, that's it. That that was mine, which is it's a good I did a short one. Um because to- mine was like an hour long. <laughs> uh, but I did. Listen, it's my birthday, so this episode is all about me and conspiracy theories that I love. It's true. It's true. This is the conspiracy theory episode for yeah. Christy. Um, I also have a weird fact for you, but we technically already talked about it on our mini-sode, <gasps> our August mini-sode. Ooh. But if, and it's something we hate. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I have all the details about the snail if you want to know. <laughs> no, but yeah, I do. Oh, of course I do. All right. Um, yeah, I'm sure that if you're listening to this, you've probably seen that horrible video of the snail. Um, so yeah, the, the weird fact is basically I'm just going to tell you about the existence of a certain parasite. So you've probably seen that terrible video. It's like a psychedelic looking snail or like, what is the toad? Hypnotoad. It kind of looks like Hypnotoad with like these big colorful things on its head and it's going crazy. It's a zombie snail. It's awful. And it's actually caused by this super rude parasite named, I'm going to butcher this, but um, Leucochloridium, Leucochloridium. Sure, why not? And that parasite invades the snail's eye stalks and it makes it go out during the day, which it usually doesn't. And it starts doing that like crazy eye dance so that birds will see it and eat the snail, letting the evil parasite continue its fucked up life cycle in the bird's poop. I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate it more than anything. It looks so gross. I hate it. I feel so bad for the snail because I also read somewhere that the snail is still alive when this is happening. Oh, God. And... I just don't understand why we need this parasite. Why is it a thing on earth? I don't get it. It's literal <laughs> only purpose in life is to eat snails from the inside out. Why? I don't know, dude. Snails are cute. Earth's fucked up. Nature's fucked up. Yeah, nature's the worst. That belongs on nature's metal or whatever that Reddit thread is. Yeah, yeah, it does. Awful. I hate it. I hate it. That's your weird fact. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I hated it, but I will accept it. Okay good uh christy happy early birthday thank you welcome to your dirty 30s they're gonna be great Uh, it's gonna be i think it's gonna be fine (laughs) i don't know jury's still out yeah (laughs) i'm not there yet so i'll let you know let me know if any of your body parts start hurting because uh for me it was my hip it just went immediately so oh god (laughs) but you're you exercise now because you're you're in la yeah that's true do you drink a lot of like green juice and stuff no that sounds expensive it is i love green juice (laughs) i exercise but also i'm poor so (laughs) i run because it's free (laughs) i run because it's free yeah um well have a good birthday is there anything else you want to talk about or do on your birthday episode no i feel i feel very fulfilled (laughs) okay good (laughs) well we'll post our show notes links photos all of that stuff on that'sweird.org and you should follow us on instagram and twitter at that's weirdcast like our facebook page join our facebook group uh if you want to support our show you can do so on anchor or patreon that's patreon.com slash that's weird we've got the august minisode going up either later this week or next week um you can also buy pins and buttons and totes uh we are going to be teaching classes in september and october you can find out more about that at urbanelective.com. if you have a weird story you want to tell us send us an email that's weirdcast at gmail.com and then just remember to rate review subscribe and stay weird you guys that's right goodbye
Bye. Hi, I'm Vanessa, and I'm the host of Fabled, a bi-weekly podcast that explores mysteries, legends, lore, ghosts, and fairy tales. Investigation of these tales of woe often reveal grim details that have been long hidden in dark corners of history. Every story is a mix of both fact and fiction, and so are the episodes. Look for me anywhere you listen to podcasts, and say hello on social media at Fable Collective. So go ahead, settle in. I want to tell you a story, and then maybe I'll tell you the truth. <laughs>